Hello and welcome to Filling the Sink, a podcast from Catalan News. I'm Lorcan Doherty and today we're talking about COVID and the latest easing of measures. This is a good news podcast. It's been three months since we last talked about COVID on Filling the Sink and how things have changed. Then we were in the midst of a fifth wave in Catalonia. Now the vast majority of the population are vaccinated. The numbers in hospital and intensive care are falling to lows not seen since summer 2020. And more things are returning to normal, including nightclubs reopening again. Joining me today are Killian Shields and Christina Tomas-White. Good to see you both. Good to see you too, Larkin. Good to see you, Larkin. How are you getting on? Killian, I've seen you looking fresher. You were out last night. The nightclubs are open and you're straight in there. Straight in there. What can I say? What can I say? Well, absolutely, I did not expect my first night back in a nightclub to be one where I was working. So fun was strictly prohibited. Nothing but professionalism. Okay, well, we'll hear a bit more about that later on. In terms of the latest measures, then, Christina, what's changed and what's staying the same now? Um, well, things are looking a lot better these days in terms of COVID restrictions. Uh, most of them have been lifted um, as of Friday, October 15th. This is mainly uh, the capacity restrictions, which are no longer in place in restaurants, cultural venues, outdoor sports facilities, universities and fairs. Um, fairs like trade fairs yeah and trade fairs and and show, yeah trade shows um, they're not in place either in shops and shopping malls but there are a few exceptions yes there are a few exceptions um, capacity limits remain at 70% in nightclubs and 80% for indoor sports events Okay, and restaurants, there's also been a few other measures eased to do with restaurants? Yeah, so pre-COVID opening hours um, are now in operation at restaurants and there's no longer a 10 person per table limit. And they don't need to be spaced out either within the, the restaurant. Okay, so definitely lots of changes, like things uh, getting more and more normal. Uh, mm-hmm. I suppose maybe compared to some other places that are, if our listeners are listening outside Catalonia, one difference though is that face masks are still obligatory in several um, situations. Yes, um, you need to wear a face mask in indoor uh, spaces that are open to the public, as well as public transport, in taxis, as well as outdoors, if you cannot keep a 1.5 meter distance between people. Um, oh yeah, and you also need to wear them at work. Okay, and um, just this week we've seen, haven't we, that it doesn't appear that this is going to change anytime soon? Yeah, both um, Spanish and Catalan health authorities have said that they will be in place um, throughout the autumn and winter um, just because of other respiratory viruses that can also have a strong impact on the population's health. So basically during the flu season? Yeah, at least. So at least until next year. year. You would imagine. I quite like that. Like a lot of people that I know didn't get like the regular seasonal flu at all last year including myself normally i count every every winter i'll get sick for at least a week or two yeah it's probably been my healthiest year (laughs) it's kind of nice not to get sick not to be around sick people yeah and kelly there's been big changes in the last week or so with nightclubs yeah this was probably one of the last areas of society that was yet to reopen and then just a couple of weeks ago um they were allowed to open their outdoor spaces until 3 a.m but then much more recently indoor spaces so really where the nightclubs are have been able to reopen since early october 
Um, so at first, not all of them opened, but then last night, for example, Razmataz, one of Barcelona's biggest nightclubs, that opened up again. I was there. It looked like a lot of fun for everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's take a listen. Nightclubs are back. They've been able to open their indoor spaces since October 8th, but Razmataz, one of Barcelona's biggest clubs, made its return on Wednesday night. Doors opened at 12.30, but the atmosphere slowly built up in the surrounding streets from before midnight. Groups arrived in their dozens, singing and chanting and in a jubilant mood. Estela Velasco from the Razmataz press team told us that she's been looking forward to this for a long time. Well, uh, we are first of all very happy to be to be back. We've been working a lot to, to survive to the situation. So today for us is a big day as we are open again and the people, as you can see, is really looking forward to dance again as the workers of the venue have been very, very happy. Loads of emotions also tonight, but yeah, we are very, very happy. She says the 19 months that Razmataz spent closed during the pandemic were very hard. To be honest, it has been a really, really tough time for us these months because at some point we didn't know if we will be going to be open again. Like um, the government wasn't helping us a lot either. So we were in the middle of nowhere. But yeah, most of the workers, they were on a furlough uh, and some of us were like just working part-time and the rest was in furlough. So it's been really, really hard for us. Many figures in the nightlife sector have denounced the handling of the health crisis, something that Estela has also criticised authorities over. They were saying we were the problem of the, not the pandemic, but the the waves and everything and well that's not possible because we have been closed literally 19 months so basically that was it like authorities were like not treating us really well in that way you know like just blaming us on the waves and yeah that was not possible at all But now, clubs are back open, but under some conditions. Everybody entering has to show a COVID passport on the door. Face masks have to be worn at all times, apart from when drinking. No drinks are allowed on the dance floor, but distances are not required to be kept there either. And capacities are capped at 70%. The capacity is a a big thing in the club, so for us it's going to mean, well, it's going to mean that we are going to have less income, definitely. And the other problem we are having is when we are trying to book artists, when you say to them, like, we only can fit 70% of capacity, you should go down with your fee, and they are not, like, very happy on that. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big problem for us. Despite the issues, there's no doubt that the first night back was a gigantic success, with pulsating beats, timeless hits, and electricity, colour and energy from the 2,000 or so strong crowd, all delighted to be back in a nightclub once again. For me, today, I'm very happy and I'm just really looking forward to be here like every night. (laughs) Yeah, every night.
Well, I'm sure the punters are absolutely delighted to get back. How did it work, Killian, with all the masks? As you said there, you know, people have to wear masks apart from when they're drinking. Exactly, yeah. But the thing is, how enforceable is this really? Um, I mean, it's a, it's a nightclub, there's extremely loud music, there's not that many security there inside. Uh, so what's the reality? Well, not everyone's wearing masks at all times there on the dance floor. They should. There are posters all around the place reminding people, like you're giving a reminder as you walk in as well of, of, of all of the conditions that you have to adhere to. But in reality, are people going to be wearing their mask every single moment? Well, no. And um, nightclubs know this as well. Like before they reopened, there were various nightclubs associations of Barcelona, of Catalonia, and they were very publicly warning this is going to be impossible to enforce people to do. Mm. They don't want to create security problems either as well of like having to throw out like every second person or, or whatever it may be. Like you could very, very easily lead to mass brawls or, or something there on the dance floor if you're going to wade into that territory. Yeah, I suppose it's quite difficult for what staff there to decide if someone is taking off the mask just as they're going for a drink or whatever but yeah um kind of a predictable problem but one that is going to run that they're just going to have to deal with i think no yeah i think so for sure for sure i mean you're only able to have drinks like in specific areas of the nightclub only there at the bar or at any tables but they're on the dance floor the rules are you're not allowed to bring drinks yeah yeah i guess a lot of people you know after they've had a couple of drinks they just kind of forget conveniently forget to yeah Innovations get lowered. Yeah, put their mask, face masks back up. Yeah. yeah. And the people there, delighted to be back, no, Killian? Oh, very, very much so. You could tell even before the doors opened, like I was waiting outside. I was taking some some shots of outside the nightclub, just gathering the the building atmosphere, the anticipation and everything. It was absolutely palpable. Like every couple of minutes, you'd hear another group just turning around the corner and they'd all be screaming some song all in unison you could tell there was a lot of excitement people were very ready to get back to the clubs no drunk people harassing you um as you did your stand-up or how did that go (laughs) one or two but you know i was able to maintain concentration it was okay as soon as you get the camera out to do a report it's like yeah everybody's a a target yeah target And the reason that clubs are opening up again, of course, is because when we look at the COVID figures, which we publish every day on CatalanNews.com, they're kind of, by all metrics, it's like the best since summer 2020. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, the health situation there provides for this reopening. Obviously, the coronavirus poses a threat at all times. However, if we're to look at things in the grander scheme of things, Catalonia is definitely in the best places than what it's been for many, many months now. Yeah, and when things were this good before in terms of the number of cases and stuff, it was basically just right after we were all locked down and we weren't able to leave and there was just absolutely nothing happening. Obviously, this time around, it's different because there's a lot of freedom and, you know, a lot of things are open. The difference, of course, being that... um, a huge majority of people are vaccinated, but we'll come to the vaccine program in a minute. Tell us first exactly what the story is in hospitals, Killian. Yeah, so hospitals are probably one of the key metrics that we're going to look at if we kind of judge how the pandemic situation is going. And at the moment, the amount of people requiring intensive care as a result of COVID-19 fell below 100 this week. Whereas if you were to compare just a few weeks ago, the start of August, that was nearly at 600. So that's a significant improvement. Yeah. 
And just looking here, the hospital numbers, similarly, as you would expect, it's hovering around 340 at the minute. And the peak at kind of end of July, start of August, we were seeing more than 2000 people in hospitals with COVID at any one time. I think it's probably as well important to point out a couple of other key metrics that I think probably people all over the world use and understand. And that's the 14-day incidence rate. So the amount of people per 100,000 population getting the virus over the past two weeks. At the moment, that's in and around 50 to 55-ish in Catalonia. And that's down from over... 1,200 in July. So Mm -hmm. it's a massive decrease in that. And in the same vein, the transmission rate is also dropping and dropping. Um, And a couple of weeks ago, it fell below one. Mm -hmm. A lot of this, of course, is down to the vaccine program, which has gone very well in Catalonia and indeed Spain. What's the latest, Christina? Uh, Yeah, so as you were saying, um, the vaccination rates here are relatively high, especially if you compare Catalonia and the rest of Spain to other European countries um, and even beyond um, they're doing pretty well so at the moment 73.2% of the population is fully vaccinated in Catalonia though this is even higher if we look at those people that are over 16 that's over 82% of the population um, is vaccinated as well as um, if we look at everyone that's over 12 it's 82.1% so these are very high rates Yeah, and looking at the breakdown again, if you go in and look at the most at-risk groups, like we're talking elderly, Mm -hmm, medical mm -hmm. staff, care home staff, they're all over 90% as well. So Yeah, yeah. And some of those groups have actually already started to get third doses just to boost their immunity again. Third doses were first approved for immunocompromised people. Um, And then elderly care home residents began to receive third doses. And also very soon, um, probably by the end of the month, people that are over 70 will start receiving them as well. I think it's really interesting if you look at the whole table of um, how the vaccination program is going. I think what really sticks out is the ages between 20 and 34. uh, That section of the population has by far the lowest rates of vaccination. That's hovering fractionally over 65% are fully immunized to that. I mean, these were the age groups that were one of the latest age groups to be allowed to be given the vaccine. But, I mean, that was already months ago that it it was opened up to to this age group. And uh, now you can get vaccinated without even having to get an appointment. So at the moment, there's not really anything stopping anyone so far, but it it still sticks out as the lowest. Yeah, I think think that's the the kind of one of the last challenges that the vaccine program is facing. How do they get those last especially younger people who are maybe a bit more reluctant or see everything's open again and think, oh, well, yeah. it's all fine just, you know, to, to, to get them to go along. Yeah, I mean, we probably should specify that um, 12 to 15 year olds as well as 16 to 19 year olds have done pretty well in the vaccination um, in terms of vaccinations because it was open to them more recently. And um they already have very, very high rates of vaccination. You yeah. know, I guess also like if you have to if be par- in a school setting too and, parents, and your parents yeah. make you get vaccinated, it's yeah. a lot easier than getting a stubborn 25-year-old to <laughs> go to his cup. Yeah, to go to their health center. Yeah, it makes that group 20 to 34 stand out a bit more because mm-hmm. that younger cohort have got vaccinated to quite high levels. The vaccine program hasn't been without its problems, Christina. Yes. <laughs> You've been dealing with quite, quite a few a, complaints listeners and from readers and readers. Stuff. Yeah. Um, 
uh, it's happened to quite a few foreigners that live in Catalonia that maybe weren't registered with the public health system. Mm-hmm. They were able to... So the Catalan health system set up a, a special register um, for displaced, quote-unquote, um, people from April to early June that was supposed to allow people that were not in the the Katsalut system to go get the vaccine. The issue is, is that to get a COVID certificate, um, you know, if you're registered in Katsalut, it's really easy. You have your La Meva Salut, this website where you can just download your certificate and you're golden. So pretty straightforward. Yeah, it's it's very easy. Um, But if you're not in the system, a lot of people just haven't been able to get the certificate. So they've been vaccinated for months. Um, and they're kind of falling through the cracks yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I will say that, like, I mean, proportionately, they, they are a small fraction of the over 10 million doses that have been administered in Catalonia. But, you know, mm. they, they, they've they been vaccinated and they, they want their certificates. Yeah, um, and, and they need them for, yeah, for say, international travel, getting right, on a flight, right, or right. now, even as we've seen going to clubs and things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, well. or in other countries, you know, if they go back to their home country and they need them just to go to a restaurant, mm-hmm. you know, it's a bit frustrating because they have been vaccinated and they haven't been able to show these their certificates. So um, is it being resolved then? Yes, um, but on a very ad hoc basis. So we were able to get in touch with an IT worker in Katsalut who has been able to assist our readers. And we've had, you know, around a dozen people reach out to us and who have successfully been able to get um, their certificates. But um, I still worry that not that many people, there's still people out there that don't know how to go about this. Yeah, I've talked to people as well. And it basically seems like the more fuss you you create, the the more of a fuss that you kick up, then the more chances are that you're going to get a certificate issued to you, which obviously isn't how it should be. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's also knowing who to talk to, just because there aren't that many people that are in this situation. Um, If you talk to admin staff at your local healthcare center, they won't necessarily know because it's not the biggest problem. I mean, not not the biggest problem in the sense that it's not important, but it's not the most widespread problem. So Mm -hmm. they will never have heard of it. So they won't know how to tell you to go about it. Also, you know, just because of the pandemic, they've had a lot more work than usual, but they haven't hired more administrative staff necessarily. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is a small amount of people dealing with a large amount of problems. There is another um, email that these people can, um, you know, write to explaining the issue, which is atanciociutadana.catsalud.cat. Okay. Um, We will, we can write this in in English, please, Christina. We'll put that in the show notes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we can include this in the show notes. Yeah, okay. Um, And if that doesn't work, you know, feel free to reach out to us and we'll see what we can do. Time now for our Catalan phrase. Christina, you got one this week? Tenir la festa en pau. Tenir la festa en pau. Have the party in yes. peace. To have the party in peace. Okay. Um, right. So, so I guess this is what you'd say to people that might be arguing or whatever and you just want them to calm down and for everything to be at ease. Okay, so uh, what about in English, uh, an equivalent? I'm trying to think of one. Cool the jets. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> Calm down. Take it easy. Yeah. Down. Chill out. We don't say have the party in peace, but... Maybe you know, we should. Yeah, have the party in peace. I'm going to yeah. start saying that. I'll start saying it to you. Tenir la festa. When we're arguing. Tenir la festa en pau. Tenir la festa en pau. 
And that's all for today. Thanks, Christina and Killian, for joining me. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Lorcan. Thanks to everyone at Razzmatazz as well for allowing us in to record for Fun in the Sink. And thanks, of course, to you as well for listening. We're back again next Saturday with episode 50 of Filling the Sink. Can you believe it? Milestone. Ooh, wow. Until then, for me, Lorcan Doherty, and all of us here at Catalan News, bye for now. Adios.